Section 5 of Instructions to Lightkeepers by the United States Lighthouse Board. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Directions and Instructions for the Use and Management of Fog Signals 135. The keepers of stations provided with fog signals will be held to a strict accountability for the proper care, attention to, and management of fog signals. 136. The principal keeper of the light station must satisfy himself by a thorough, careful, personal examination and inspection of the engine, boiler, and the entire machinery of the fog signal before attempting to put it in operation that it is in complete and satisfactory working order, and when it is not in operation, all its parts must be dusted daily, and, if necessary, cleaned and wiped off. When the engine is not in operation, it must be covered with a tarpaulin or canvas cover to keep dust out of the journals and off of the friction surfaces. 137 in the event of accident to or derangement of any part of the machinery unless the injury be of such a kind that the keeper is able to make the necessary repairs himself it must be reported immediately to the lighthouse engineer or inspector of the district accompanied by such detailed report as will enable the officer to whom the report is made to provide the necessary assistance and materials for putting the fog signal in efficient working order in the shortest time. Hand force pumps, with pipe connection cocks, etc., should be provided for every steam fog signal boiler. The engine room must be kept clean, the unpainted parts of the machinery kept free from dust, dirt, and rust, and the painted parts wiped dry at all times and well oiled. No dirty waste, cotton, or woolen rags, or cloths saturated with oil, are to be left in boxes, corners of the room, or elsewhere, where they might become ignited from spontaneous combustion. But when the wiping off of the engine and machinery has been finished, these articles are to be thrown into water in buckets for washing, or, if unfit for further use, to be thrown into the furnace of the boiler to be burned. 138 whenever the apparatus is in operation a keeper must be in the engine house in charge and awake it will not answer to leave the machinery alone for a single moment if it should be necessary for the keeper immediately in charge to quit the engine house some competent person must temporarily relieve him one hundred thirty nine should the steam boiler have a beater attached to it for keeping the water in it warm preparatory to raising steam, fire should be made under it as soon as there is any indication of a necessity for using the fog signal, which fire must be contained, with the draft so regulated as to raise the temperature of the water in the boiler from 190 degrees to 210 degrees Fahrenheit as speedily as possible. The water being at this temperature, fire should be cautiously made in the furnace, as soon as it is seen that the fog signal will be required, and when there is sufficient steam for operating the fog signal effectively and continuously, according to its distinguishing character, it should be put in motion. 
the time, state of the weather, etc., should be duly noted. 140. Whenever the fire is allowed to go out, or is drawn from the boiler, the furnace and ash pit should be thoroughly cleaned, kindling wood placed in the furnace, and everything made ready for lighting when it shall be again needed. In starting the getting up steam in the boiler, the fire should be controlled to burn moderately, and the safety valve kept open until the steam escapes freely, when the valve may be closed and the fire permitted to burn to full activity. 141. In cold weather, with indications of fog or snow, the water in the boiler should be kept at 190 to 210 degrees Fahrenheit by the heater, but great care must be taken in firing, not to force the heater so much as to run the risk of so rapidly evaporating the water as to burn it. 142. After the heater is in full action, there will be nothing to fear in forcing the heater, if the connecting pipes are of proper size and clear. These pipes should be occasionally examined to see that they are unobstructed. 143. If in any case the attendant finds the temperature increasing in the heater, so that steam is making, and there is no increase of temperature of the water in the boiler, there will be reason to apprehend that there is some obstruction in the circulation between the heater and the boiler, and the fire should be hauled or allowed to die out in the heater, the fire having at the same time been started in the boiler. As soon as the use of the boiler ceases for the occasion, an examination should be made to ascertain if any and what obstruction there was to the circulation. When heaters are not provided, the above results may be obtained by banking the fires in the fog signal boiler. 144. While the keeper is getting up steam, he must be careful to oil all the working parts of the machinery, and by close inspection see that all the oil holes are clear, and that they take oil freely. As often as once a month, as there may be opportunity, the several wearing parts must be taken apart and carefully cleaned and oiled. 145. At all times, while the engine is in operation, see that there is, as near as may be, in the boilers of the locomotive type, two cocks of water, and in upright boilers one and a half cocks. The aim should be never to have less than two cocks of water in the former or one in the latter. 146. Should the water in the boiler foam, prime, and rise at any time while the signal is in operation, or while raising steam, shut off for a few moments for the foaming to subside, then ascertain the quantity of water left in the boiler, when open again, and increase the quantity of feed water to supply deficiency. If the boiler shows a disposition to foam or prime, the valves should not be opened suddenly, but gradually, or, if necessary to open suddenly for short blasts, it should be closed quickly before the foam can rise to obstruct the flow of steam. In the whistle machines, the opening of the whistle valve is always sudden, and cannot be closed except suddenly and after the full duration of the blast, 
without changing the characteristics of the signal. 147. Boilers that foam must be pumped up or fed with great care, yet observing the safer course of pumping enough, and never allowing the water to get out of sight. If it should occur that from any cause the water should fall below the gauge-cocks and glass, do not haul fires, and do not put on the feed or change any valve, nor open the safety valve, but charge the furnace full of the finest coal at hand, so as to completely deaden the fire, leave the fire door open, and close the damper partially. Keep everything in this condition till the boiler cools off, occasionally sprinkling water on the fire, if necessary, to keep it deadened. After the boiler has cooled down, refill the water to the proper height. Examine to ascertain if the pump is out of order, or from what cause the water has fallen too low in the boiler. Clear out the furnace, recharge with kindling, and prepare everything for again lighting fires. 148. The gauge cocks must be kept in good order at all times, and while the machine is in operation, or steam raising for work, they must be frequently tried. They must be kept open, and answer promptly whenever tried. The glass gauge must not be wholly depended upon. 149. The glass gauge must be frequently blown out, to see that all the passages and valves are clear. 150. The safety valve must be kept in good working order at all times, and be frequently examined while the machine is in operation. The safety valve must be taken apart once a month to see that it is in good order and clean, and that it works freely. 151. Regular and continuous pumping is essential to the economical consumption of fuel, which can be easily done by giving a little attention, and by partially closing the cock in the pipe which supplies the pump. But no pipe between the pump and the boiler should be closed at all. A few trials will enable the keeper to determine the proper point at which the supply cock should be closed, which point, when satisfactorily ascertained, must be marked to serve as a guide afterwards. The keeper must not rely upon the fact that the valve is open which supplies the water to the pump, but must frequently examine the glass gauge and try the gauge cocks, as, although the supply valve to the pump is open, the pump may cease working, and the fact not be discovered till the water is too low in the boiler. 152. The furnace door should be kept closed as much as possible, governing the fire mainly by the damper in the chimney. While firing and during work, keep the ash-pit door open, but close it when work ceases. 153. The furnace doors of tubular boilers must not be opened wide for cooling down. The sudden admission of cold air will contract the tubes too suddenly and fracture them, causing leaks. But they may be partially opened to aid in cooling down the boiler. 154. The space below the grate bars in the ash pit must be kept free from ashes and cinders, 
Should they be allowed to come in contact with the great bars, they would soon melt. When the engine is at work, the ash pit must be cleaned out at least as often as once a day. The boiler and flues should be brushed clean daily if possible, and although no positive rule can be laid down for periodical cleaning, it must not be forgotten that they are never to be foul. After thirty or thirty-six hours firing, and oftener if the draft is found to be sluggish, the necessity for brushing out the flues to remove ashes and soot will be apparent. When the engine is stopped, clean the boiler and flues, and put everything in order at once for starting the signal again. 155. In case there should be at any time a difference in the indications of the steam pressure gauge and the safety valve, lose no time in ascertaining the cause, and apply the proper remedy to the defective instrument at once. 156. As the water used in the boilers may be of a different quality at different stations, special attention should be given to it. When the water used holds salts in solution, or mud, or sediment in suspension, more frequent blowing off will be necessary than if the water is pure and entirely free from those impurities. Care and good judgment are required in the management of boilers under these circumstances, but above all it is necessary to be very careful to prevent the deposit of mud, lime, salt, or other solid matter in the bottom of the boiler, inasmuch as such deposits endanger both life and property. Deposits of mud will be readily seen by its accumulation about the gauge-cocks, and by the spatter from the cocks being foul. 157. The water-blow should be opened once in twelve hours, if but for a moment, simply to start the sediment, and longer if the water blows foul. Taking care, however, to shut the valve or cock before the water is too low in the boiler, do not leave the blowcock for an instant while open, but be sure to shut before leaving it. 158. In case sea water is necessarily used continuously, frequent but light blowing off should be resorted to, in preference to occasional exhaustive blowing off, as the latter course necessarily prevents uniformity of work by the engine. If sea-water is used, blow off for a short time every two hours, and as often as the boiler is cooled down and opportunity offers. Open the boiler and examine the tubes to see if there has been any scale or deposit made upon them. If so, the amount of water blown off has not been sufficient and must be increased. 159. When fresh-water tanks are furnished, from which the boiler can be refilled without the use of a pump, the boiler should be blown out at the end of any protracted fog, but care should be taken to fill the tank before the blowing out. 160. Instructions as to the pressure of steam to be used will be given by the district officers. 161. Great care must be exercised to avoid the effect of freezing weather. Fire must be kept constantly in the heater. All the pump petcocks must be kept open. 
if the weather is very severe it will be well to keep low steam say five to ten pounds on the main boiler keeping the temperatures in the engine house if possible sufficiently high that a thermometer at the floor will not fall to the freezing point one hundred sixty two when the apparatus is to be laid up for the winter be sure that the water is out of all the pipes leave all cocks open take off the pump doors and the check valve cap empty the tank 163 in firing with anthracite coal the bed of fuel should be as thin as can be carried so that there are no holes for cold air to pass through the fuel as a rule the smaller the coal the thinner the fire with bituminous coal the fire must be thicker to avoid air holes through it also if the bituminous coal is binding coal that is runs or binds together it must be occasionally broken or lightened up with the slice bar to keep the fire open a well-constructed steam boiler is fitted to do its work best when consuming a certain fixed quantity of fuel coal or wood above or below this point there must be more or less waste and there is as much above it as below it 164 haul all fire always before blowing down and be careful to see that no fire is left under the boiler when blowing down is commenced keep the furnace and ash pit doors closed to prevent too sudden cooling of the boiler and the consequent fracture by too sudden contraction of the tubes 165 see that the cylinder waistcock is open and all the water in the cylinder from condensed steam is removed before starting the engine as soon as the engine becomes warm attend to the pump and see that it works well to prevent any detention on account of a want of a proper quantity of feed water 166 when there is no longer necessity for working the engine open the drip cock of the steam cylinder and in cold weather open also the cocks in the pipes to allow all the water to run out of them to prevent damage by freezing end of section five